This week, I'm going to do something a little different for y'all. I'm going to give you a little bedtime story or morning glory story, um, depending on where you're at in your day. But I'm going to read you a chapter from one of my books that will be coming out hopefully soon. I started writing this book in about 2017, so things take time. But here goes. I'm going to read you a chapter. Are you a beauty professional who's a self-proclaimed artist and product junkie, yet lacks in the business and marketing aspect of your businesses? Each episode of All Things Nausea, I'll deliver creative solutions for creative people, sharing with you fun tips and tricks and business basics to deliver the best to your business, to yourself, and to your customers. In essence, I want to help you run your business so your business isn't running you. What up, what up, what up, what up, peeps? I, I have something fun for you. I have two ebooks already, and I have two other books in the works that you get to know about firsthand. One is a celebrity book, like my whole tea, everything I learned from the celebrities, all the fun, gossipy stories that I have of the celebrities. And that I'm not going to self-publish. That I'm going to try to shop around and see if, you know, if it works with a publishing house or not. Um, and then the other book I will um, self-publish and it will be made available for you guys hopefully sometime next year. But it's basically the, you know, Naja's Business 101, like 11 tips and tricks for weirdos, artists, creatives, misfits, and underdogs, right? So I want to read you now a chapter that's in the works and it's about perfectionism. I wrote this maybe three years ago, this chapter, and I just came across it in my notes when I was trying to organize stuff, and I'm going to read it to you here right now, and, uh, you know, off rip, I haven't looked at this in a couple years, so hopefully it works out, hopefully, you know, I can, uh, if, if I need to change something up, I'll tell you right then and there. Okay, so let me read y'all a bedtime story. This is about perfectionism. The title is Perfect doesn't pay the bills. It's true, perfect does not pay the bills. Progress pays the bills. Profit pays the bills. The perfect way usually does not pay the bills. I think this chapter is already doing good. <laughs> All right. But in most cases, it keeps you poor. Oof. Right. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you from receiving all that is truly meant for you. It keeps you in an illusion of perfect which is an imagined idea. It is not real. Practice makes perfect. Oh, wait, I said, we've all heard the saying, practice makes perfect. Well, I'm not a fan of it because I do not subscribe to perfect. It is make-believe, the same as a unicorn, a beautiful image, but not real. My version of the old adage, perfect practice makes perfect perfect not practice makes perfect it works with both beauty service techniques and non-technique services like seeing customer service money mastery networking and marketing perfect practice boils down to willingness perseverance and consistency willingness to do whatever it takes whatever and whatever includes a whole lot 
Ask anyone who you deem successful, who you deem inspiring, and you will hear a whole lot of willingness to do whatever it took. Believe me, you will be very surprised. You can even look into your own life. Reflect back on the willingness and all the whatevers it takes moments that you've been through to get to this point right now. Reflect on all you have accomplished up to this point right here and right now. Yes, I'm inviting you to do it now. Grab a pen and paper and jot down a few ways that demonstrate your willingness. And then I put insert three blanks under here, number two through four. I give an example. I put one. I was willing to invest in myself by per. <laughs> I, I, I had you. I guess I put a joke in there. I put number one for you writing it. I was willing to invest in myself by purchasing this book to further my career, which it is true. I'm like, okay, that's good, nausea. <laughs> okay, so perseverance. Without it, you will fail. Without it, you will give up and leave the industry. And without it, you will not succeed. One of my favorite and a very true statement is, smooth seas don't make skilled sailors. You've entered into a career path where for a majority of the times, there is not a set pay or salary coming to you at the end of the week. In the beginning of anything new, you will need perseverance. But in this industry, it's actually a requirement. I'm giving you realness in this book. There will be tears. There will be sleepless nights, a lot. Missed parties, friends and family mad you missed their gatherings. Relationships strained due to your commitment to your business and your last minute cancellations of many first dates, never to have a second one. This has happened to me a lot working on set. You are in the service business and to truly win, you will have to serve. True service, means you set your ego aside and you serve and serve and serve and serve making it in this business where you literally create your own revenue you must persevere next time or if a time comes when you want to quit when you want to give up when you are crying not knowing how you will pay the bills how you will make it when it looks like everyone else is having so much fun and your family and loved ones don't even seem to be supporting you Try this rocket ship visual out. This has helped me a lot. It has helped me for years while I was persevering the doubt storm. You know those storms. The why bother storm. The who cares storm. The why am I doing this storm. The what am I doing storm. The rocket ship visual usually gave me an amount of peace during the doubt or wanting to give up storm. So here it is. Think about a rocket ready to launch. It takes so much effort, so much effort to get that thing off the ground. A tremendous amount of effort, planning, fuel, and practice is needed to launch a rocket. It takes gigantic perseverance to launch a rocket and get that thing soaring through the air. Envision it. The rocket parked there on its launch pad, all the people it took to get it there, all the paperwork, all the fuel, all the spectators there to cheer it on and all the training certifications and licensing now we can visualize the rocket with the fuel underneath it with it shaking and velocity ramping up for takeoff it's vibrating with force trembling forcefully with momentum rocking back and forth making a lot of noise and taking so much effort just to get off the ground 
Once it leaves the launch pad, it still needs maximum effort to get in the air. But guess what? Once it travels up high enough and takes that crescent turn into the galaxy, it's just gliding in an almost effortless way, just gliding and soaring along. All that effort to soar, and you know what that takes? It takes perseverance. Heck, like I said before, it requires perseverance. So now I'm going to stop reading the book for a moment and just say that I love that analogy. My coach that I had for 12 years, I coach and therapist, she gave me that example when I would be crying all the time, you know, just, I just didn't know what I was going to do for money. And I just wanted to stick with this career. And she gave me that rocket analogy and it really helped. It really, really helped me. Anytime I would be in my bed crying or on the floor face first crying, I would think of that rocket. I would say, keep going, girl, keep going, just keep going. And one day it's going to go over that crescent hump and you're going to soar. And I would say I'm there now. I might not be there financially for living in LA. Do you know what I'm saying? But I have crossed over where it's not a like everyday mental struggle or I'm scraping to get people. You know, I have enough uh, followers and people that I've given classes to, getting reviews and the coaching business is kind of taken off the ground because this is like my third career within this career. Do you know what I mean? I was doing nails. Then I became a salon owner. Then I was an educator flying all around teaching for companies and teaching for myself. Then I was on a reality TV show, collect a paycheck there. Then I, you know, prior to that, I was doing celebrity nails and working all on set and getting paid by those big companies. Now I'm back again, doing it my own, meaning if I don't have any coaching clients or no one buys classes, I don't have any money. Same as when you need clients to do nails on, right? Okay. So now I'm going to go back to the book. Now we're talking about the third thing that's required is consistency. As far as the practical technique of performing actual beauty services go, yes, you will have to practice and practice and then practice more. It is an experience and fair assessment. It takes, a, in, in my experience and a fair, and a fair ass assessment, it takes about three years of constant practice to be really good at the technique part. Repetition will make you good. Don't worry, just keep practicing and just keep going. Now, let me side note this. I practiced for three years on paying clients. I just got a job at a salon. The mentor there told me, hey, it's going to take you about three years to get good at this. I was like, what? Like, I mean, these people aren't going to come back at the nails chip. That's why I was crying a lot. But when I say practice, I mean on paying clients, get yourself a job where there are clients coming in at a hair salon. Do it at home on your friends. Do it at home on fake nails when you're watching TV at night. Whatever it is. Now I'm going to go back to the book. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Do this with your techniques, your customer service, your daily operations, your setup, your marketing, and your networking. The same repetition, the same consistency every day will bring you to success. Greet everyone the same every day and in every situation and offer the same beverages. Daily consistent maintenance is the key to perfect practice. This is what I can agree to as being perfect. Daily maintenance and consistency. The other point I have about this is to learn from someone who has good techniques, a consistent book of clients, and is an inspiration to you. When you learn from them, then you have a base of what to practice and how. They have shown you a technique that has worked for them, and now you can practice the technique as taught to you 
that has worked perfectly for them. There is no perfect technique. There is no secret sauce, no special technique. There are no tips and tricks to make it easier and to make it work. But in my opinion, I'm more interested in what works. What makes the client happy? And most importantly, what makes the client come back again and again? This is what is perfect. I have bold news for you artists. Perfectionism is procrastination in disguise. Soak that in a bit. Perfectionism is procrastination in disguise. And don't let it crumble, don't let it cripple your business. It's a lofty, noble, artistic disguise, but it is procrastination. When you choose to postpone you choose suffering. When you procrastinate, you suffer, although the artistic ego in you thinks you are perfecting your craft at times and putting things off until they are perfect. This hurts yourself, your advancements, and your business. I am in no way promoting that you go out and do subpar work and shicey services, but I am advocating that you do your best. Give it your all and do the best you can in a reasonable amount of time. When you are just starting out, yes, your service will take much longer as you are getting your technique and timing down. This is not a problem. You manage your client's expectations while telling them the approximate appropriate length, or if you're practicing on friends and family, still treat it as an appointment and set a time frame you'd like to be finished in and share it with them. Setting up time frames and ways to achieve them is a great way to keep practicing your time and picking up speed. Perfect timing will come with perfect practice. Now, why do I say perfectionism doesn't pay the bills? Because it stunts momentum, shuts down opportunities, and can make clients not return. Let me give you an example. Ellen, a woman I worked with alongside of for seven years, was living the traditional American dream. She immigrated from the Ukraine with her family, and I met her about four years into being in America. She started out speaking no English and wearing the same bling, bling on the pockets, bling on the back pockets jeans to growing into speaking fluid English, a classic professional wardrobe, hair was getting blonder and blonder, a Lexus SUV that parked itself, a home with a pool, and Sundays off. I loved working with her and her warm spirit. She painted nails like a machine. It was flawless like car paint. I always talked her up once I became the owner of the salon and pointed out this to the Virgo clients who I knew needed this type of polished application. Ha ha, but true. <laughs> it's true. Okay. However, with Ellen, if a service was scheduled for an hour and a half, she may take two or two and a half hours or half hour manicures may take an hour. Some clients may not mind, but most do. As an owner, I cared, and as a service provider, where every hour counts, I care, and I want you to, too. I want you to care because time is money, and time is respect. Respect your time. Respect your client's time. Demand clients respect your time. Respect your money. Money is time. Now, back to Ellen. 
She did not go over time because she was slow or still learning. This is important, people. Listen to this. She did not go over time. You know, took a half hour for manicure. She took an hour. Took an hour for pedicure. She took like two hours. So she did not go over time because she was still slow or learning. She was doing nails for four to seven years during the time I worked with her. She was already, you know, I met her at the fourth year mark and then all the way up to the seven year mark. Still taking an hour for a half hour manicure. She was doing a perfect service in an unperfect time frame. Unperfect and not ideal for anyone trying to make money. I was the salon owner. She was working on commission and many of our clients came together. Getting their mani and pedis together side by side and enjoying their spa day. Ellen was going over time because she did, quote, not want to make the client upset and wanted it to be perfect wanted the foot to be smooth, end quote. Even if it hadn't, even if they haven't had a pedicure in a year and was giving the same service to every client no matter what service they booked for. And we had three different pedicure services, an express, a spa, and a deluxe reflexology pedicure. The express actually was an adaptation due to the fast-paced nature of Los Angeles. The clients who couldn't sit for an hour or two for a mani or pedi created a demand for a quicker service. A mani or pedi in 30 minutes and a one hour mani pedi combo. Ellen gave everyone the one hour spa like pedicure or manicure experience, even if booking that express. Some clients were annoyed with how long it took, and some clients excited by getting the spa treatment but only paying for an express treatment. Either way, this method will not work for longevity and repeat clients and consistent cash. And, a, and I'm a big fan of all those three. Ellen was offering a longer service because she wanted it to be perfect. Many clients had to leave to put money in the parking meter and come back in. Many clients had to skip the massage. Many clients came to me for a more quote-unquote speedy service. And some loved her because they knew they were getting a bargain price for the works. There is nothing wrong with over-delivering and with going above and beyond to please your clients. I do that daily. But what I'm pointing out here is, it is the pitfall of a perfectionist approach. She thought she was truly servicing her, her clients, but was she? Was she servicing the clients who left and had a parking ticket? LA has vultures swarming in the form of parking enforcement, just waiting to pounce once that meter expires. Was she serving the clients who were late for their next meeting? LA is full of endless meetings. Was she servicing her clients that now will have to battle rush hour traffic? LA always has traffic, but a 10-minute difference can easily make two more hours of traffic. No exaggeration. From the outside, it may look like she's giving stellar service, but from the inside, she's and from the inside, she certainly thought she was servicing her clients. But I ask you to ponder this question. Was she servicing her clients or was she serving her own need to be perfect? So what is your answer? My view is that she is servicing her own perfectionist needs rather than finish on time and avoid client being late for their next LA appointment. She continued to be perfect. My approach is to deliver the best service I can in the time allotted. Now you may be saying, you make your own schedule or you don't have any clients after this one so you will go over time or it takes a little longer but the approach does not go with 
with consistent, perfect practice, so I'm not a fan. Wait a minute, I have to read this again to you. Now you may be saying to yourself, now you may be, now wait, now you may be saying you make your own schedule. Oh yeah, this is you talking to yourself. So you may be saying that you make your own schedule or you don't have any clients after this one, so it's no problem to go over time. But that approach does not go with the consistent, perfect practice that I'm a fan of. Of course, there are exceptions. And if you have time and upgrade or add on more services and charge more, then I'm all for that. What I'm not for is having unscheduled time with no time boundaries and taking whatever time you think you have. This will not set you up for success. I always act as if I will book a client in my empty slots in my schedule. A successful approach is if you have an opening after the current client you are doing is that you will offer them that time with an upgrade or you want someone to call in or book while you are doing your current client or for the latter to happen, you need to finish on time and not have that semi sloppy approach of taking your sweet old time and not being ready for money. Opportunities come to those who are ready. So stay ready. Meaning if you're like, Oh, I don't have a client after you. So, you know, I can just, you know, I can just go over, but then what if someone does call? You're not opening up the energy for someone actually to call. Okay. A side note, I'm back to the book now. A side note on staying ready. I take this as if approach. If I come in and only have two pedicures on the books, I still prepare enough hot towels and other things as if I have six pedicures on the books. More times than not, the energetic action of preparing results in four more clients booking. This is tried and true. I have worked at a lot of places and people always laugh at me for doing this or delegating it to them to do it, but much to their surprise, people call when them hot towels are in there ready and waiting for them. Now, this is not positive thinking. This is widely used for inactive people who want to wish, hope, and believe it will happen. It won't. It won't happen without action on your part. The action is you preparing for the not yet booked clients. It is not magic. It will not always work, but with consistency and perseverance, much will be yielded. The last thing I want to say about perfectionism is to not let it interfere with the gifts your clients are trying to give you. Guess what? One surefire way to destroy success is to not accept your applause, to not accept a compliment from your client. Yeah, that person within two feet of you. We get very close to our clients and it is an intimate moment to touch another human. Whether you are in a barber, nail artist, hairstylist, makeup, esthetician, brow specialist, you and the clients are in close proximity to one another. More often than not, they are offering you a gift and many of us cannot accept it. We refuse it. We deflect it. Do not let your own perfectionism disrespect your clients. Whether they say, I like it about the service, receive it. Whatever they say about the service, receive it. Do not point out any flaws you may see. Do not respond with, oh, I want the line to be straighter or the color could be more ashy. Or please, and for please, 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 for Pete's sakes, receive their gift. Accept their words. Accept their praise. If you deflect it by pointing out it's not as perfect as you like it, then you are crapping on their compliment. Their compliment and praise of your work is a gift. Take it. Of course, if it's not what they want it, and you know this because they expressed you that they are not happy, then rectify the situation. But if they compliment and praise you, receive it with grace. Show gratitude by saying a simple thank you, and then shutting up. 
a personal note. I give an online class for perfection. I give an online class for perfectionists titled "How Your Perfectionism May Be Keeping You Poor." This class came about because I was offering one-on-one -on -one phone coaching classes to build individual service providers' businesses. I was excited to deliver what I saw was desperately missing in the beauty industry. I was planning on going over marketing policies, pricing, hiring, and growing staffs, and much to my surprise, my clients were stifled with perfectionism. We were trying to grow their business and create a marketing plan to easily implement success, and yet each week, week after week, they would panic and complain because so-and-so's bling stays on the nails for eight weeks, and such-and-such -such wax lasts eight weeks. The illusion of perfectionism and the growing comparison game of social media was paralyzing them. They were unable to delve into the vast amount of knowledge I have to help market and network the heck out of their own community due to the fact that we used most of the session's time to whine, complain, and be fearful that until their services were perfect and that no stone fell off or no, or no nails lifted, they were just not ready to market. Like I stated before, you must practice, 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 and practice more. You must, go to, you must go to qualified, successful sources of how to do certain techniques and then practice that way with your repetition and you will get it. But you cannot let fear of a service not being perfect paralyze you from marketing. A lot of these clients I was giving coaching to were ready to expand themselves and ready to go on a marketing spree, yet we couldn't get anywhere due to perfectionism. Or was it procrastination? Hmm... That's how I saw perfectionism, that it was truly procrastination. So if you feel this way, so if you feel this way, it may be you, and I'd love for you to take the class, a perfectionism like you <laughs> created it for you. And then on another personal note, yes, I am like you. I am an artist. I am a perfectionist too. I own up to it, but I can help too. It's easier to trust someone who has been through it, who can relate and who has lived it. This is why 12-step programs are so successful. It is alcoholics aiding other alcoholics in recovery. Let me help you with your perfectionism if it's holding you back. On my own admission, I could have over 1 million followers on YouTube by now if I started when eight years ago when a friend told me to start or when a close member in LL Cool J's camp once I had following, once I had a following from the reality show LA Hera was on suggested that I do it and compared, uh, compared it to a large following to that of a small cable network <clears throat> when almost everyone who hears me says, you should be on YouTube. I've heard it in a thousand times. An LA hair fan even hounded me for a few years via Facebook, messaging and urging me to start a channel. I finally met with him in exchange for recording a few sample videos, and I posted them on IG and I got a good response. But still to today, no YouTube channel. Now, I wrote this back, uh, the date said 2017, <clears throat> we're now in 2022. I have a YouTube channel now, I'm going to start posting videos, I have videos recorded, and I'm going to start to work that into my daily program, but you see, that was in 2017, people asked me to do it in 2011, it's 2022, y'all, I still don't have a YouTube channel, so I'm bothered about it trying to be perfect, but I have let that fully go, and I'm going to start blasting it out there, so that's why I can help you also make moves and take actions with your perfectionism. So this fan that came from L.A. Hair, he actually said to me in his Russian-like accent, it's, it's actually criminal. It's criminal. It's criminal for you not to 
not for you to have a YouTube channel. I mean, you have a following. Come on. Still, with all his support and almost harassment, at that at the time of writing this book, I still have not started a YouTube channel. Why? Well, duh, because it needs to be perfect. I need a perfect opening, a great outro, just the right lighting, good sound, super content, and a title for my channel. Oh, and guess what? I do have all the equipment because the fan gave me a detailed Amazon list of what to order, and I ordered it all. I have the mics. I have the backdrop. I have the the reader. I have the camera. Still, no YouTube, no YouTube videos. Even though eight years ago when YouTube scouts became a thing, which is the friend who told me to start, he said people like a messy natural background. It doesn't need to be highly produced, and I still refused. My perfectionism needed polished videos. He said high production videos get fewer views than others with a guitar standing and leaning in the wall in the back, bad lighting, and a cat walking by the screen while recording. Still, I have no YouTube channels. So I understand the artistic procrastination we collectively call perfectionism. I can help you. Help me help you. Well, well, dang, guys, I thought that was a really good chapter. I'm happy about my own writing, but I want to recap this last sentence here. It says, so I understand the artistic procrastination we collectively call perfectionism so if you have this issue please email me nausea at gmail.com you can go to nausea you can find me on instagram at the underscore instagram i do have a youtube channel I think it's called All Things Nausea, just like this podcast, but I'm not really checking messages and stuff there yet, but stay tuned. Um, but yeah, get with me. Take this perfectionism class. At the time of recording this, the class is $69. There's a very deep exercise in there that gets to the bottom of your perfectionism. And then you have a chance to have a one-on-one with me at a really low price for you getting the foundations of that perfectionism class. And hey, if you just want to meet with me one-on-one straight and I'll give you this class, I'll do that as well. But whatever we can do, to help you heal from your perfectionism and not taking action because positive thinking won't get you there. You can think positively, but without the action, it won't work. I don't know if you know that saying, faith, uh, faith without deeds is dead. or there's, It's something like that. I don't even have that right. But basi- basically, you need to take action. All right. Ciao, peeps.